Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering voicelessly. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dern Sprague with you. A huge NFL slate this weekend. We still haven't talked about the Mariners losing. No, that was tough. That was painful. I was a heavy Mariner better yesterday. And that one hurt. That one hurt. Is it fair to just ask out loud, does anybody else wonder why we're pitching to Jordan Alvarez instead of just putting him on and saying, hey, there's two on with two out. We'll take our chances with I the mean, guy they, not hitting a bomb every time he's up. They did that later in the game, and the guy hit a single. Alex Bredman came in and drove in an insurance run in the eighth inning. I'd rather have a single than uh, ga- go ahead a home run that uh, lost you the baseball game. He also had a two-run home run in game one. Yeah. That was the main reason they kind of came back. Alvarez is more intimidating. <laughs> All right, he's more intimidating. Bears also had some bad luck. They had some I mean, they just Dude, hit some that balls was, and went right to guys. Just, that was uh, one of those games where you just you 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 shake your head because they had every chance to win it. They had a lead. They they tried to pitch around Alvarez. That two run bomb. That pitch was ninety nine miles an hour, eight inches off the plate. You know you can just walk him now. You don't even have to pitch know, to him. I know. So just I know. Just walk him. If you're not going to pitch to him, then walk him. Yeah, I I still like taking my chances to try and get him to chase something, but he's just and he chased. He chased. And he, he chased it over the wall. He hit a home run. I just yeah, that was tough. I I trust my ace though against against Alvarez. Uh, Castillo was amazing yesterday. He just got burned by two home run balls. Yeah. And it just when you when you face a team and the stars of that team are playing as good as they're playing right now, it's hard to beat him. Alvarez, you can't get him out. Bregman, when you tried to pitch to him in game one, he had a two run bomb. Like it, just pick your poison. You don't want to face one; the other one's going to beat you. If Crawford hits a ball two feet left of where he did, and it's not a line out, yeah, Julio ties that game. Julio with a ties the game because he had a double the very next at bat, and yep. you're just like, damn it, man! Yeah, there you go. Outs. Yeah, they had a chance with the bases loaded, and Cal Raleigh grounded out when they had an opportunity to put some runs on. I don't have much more to say than this. Maybe you get swept. Maybe you extend it to four. Maybe you push this back to Houston. Yeah, right where you want them, baby. But either way, enjoy what Saturday will be, Mariner fan. You got a home playoff game. And no matter how you feel right now, that's a great step in the right direction. Yeah. And it's going to feel good to see playoff baseball at Safeco Park, what they're now calling T-Mobile Park. <laughs> but it should always be Safeco Park. Safeco to me, damn it. And so just enjoy that spectacle. And maybe they win. Maybe they don't. But enjoy the fact that you'll have a home playoff baseball game. Yeah. If I told you that for the year, you've been ecstatic. Okay. Now we move back into football. <laughs> hut, hut, hike. You did mention, it, it is a very good point by you, that we've got some prominent programs 
kind of back in our conversation, back in my life. We do. And having Tennessee, Tennessee's an underrated one. I like when Tennessee is good in football. Why? I don't know. I don't have an allegiance to them. I don't know anybody that went there. I love the checkerboard end zone. It's a great look. There's 106,000 screaming idiots. Rocky Top's a great, great fight song. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of that color, like, of me wearing it, but I will say they they can somehow pull it off. I like Tennessee orange. And I like the T on the helmet. Yeah. And so I'm with you. It's nice to have. You mentioned USC as well as in this. It's nice to have some of the prominent programs kind of come back into the game a little bit. And you mentioned Texas. I wanted to bring this up um, Wednesday, but I forgot to. So you do your dirty pull. Mm-hmm. And I... I, I usually cite our buddy Josh Pate, who does, he calls it not a poll, he calls it a power ranking. What's the difference? I don't really know. We he doesn't do it based week. off, of what, he does not react to wins and losses. He reacts to the metrics and what they say about who he they think the best teams in the country are. Sure. Whether you win or lose. In that poll, he I has saw Utah like, at 10 and he has UCLA at 15. They literally yeah. just played. You, you, you have to take a stand as a host or a journalist and say... This is not standing. I just watched this team kick that team's ass. Yeah. They are not going to be ranked higher. I think it's similar to the SP Plus from Bill Connolly, where he's, just, he's looking at the metrics, the analytics, the all, all those different factors that sure. tie into it, who are the best teams in the country. And and I want to get to Oregon State, Washington State here in just a second, but I just want to point this out because I'm going to bring this up with Pate. I'm aiming to get him on next week. I think his game to travel to should be Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, we should try and get him on early in the week because yes. he usually announces that like on Tuesday and we need to pitch him. He needs to get his ass off. I'll see if we can get him on for Monday. Okay. Monday's usually a pretty good day. It's a lot of college football reaction. Anyways, um, he he argues against his own point. Now, his one of his strongest opinions is that the college football playoff should not expand. We found out yesterday it's probably coming in 2024. Yeah, one more year. So that's great. His argument is keep it at four. Don't expand. Expansion is bad for college football. He goes against his own argument in his power rankings with the team you cited, Texas. And I'm going to bring this up to him next week. If Texas doesn't lose Quinn Ewers, I believe they're undefeated. And we're talking about, holy crap, where's Texas in the landscape of national championship title odds? Because they would have, at that point, already had a win over Alabama. It's the whole point of an expanded playoff. And so I'm with you. I think Texas is really damn good with Quinn Ewers. He also does, too. They're in his top four. And I want to bring up to him, Josh, by your metric, they're top four. By your opinion, they shouldn't sniff the playoff. And that's the whole problem with our four-team playoff. They should be in the playoff if they take care of business. And so far, they have. And so I just find the whole conversation of that fascinating. If you can use the example, too, for another team that almost lost last weekend, and we'll see what happens with them this weekend. But as much as I hate Alabama, they would have fallen into this argument as well. Let's say Alabama lose. I mean, Texas A&M had a play at the four-yard line to try and win that game. Let's say Jimbo Fisher's not an idiot, and they complete that pass, and they win that game. Bryce Young did not play in that game. Let's say he doesn't play this weekend. you got to go on the road to Knoxville, and you got to play Tennessee. You lose this game 27-24 in overtime. You lose to Tennessee. Bryce Young doesn't play. He's then back, and you steamroll everybody the rest of the way on your schedule. Like that That's a top-four team in the country. You lost twice because your quarterback was not in the lineup. That should not ruin your season. This is the whole point of an expanded playoff is that you could have a team that you know suffers an injury, but you can overcome it because you can win your conference and still get an automatic bid into the playoff and have a chance, a legitimate shot to win a game or two and go on a run. And I think Texas is a great, great example of that. 
because as as much as we want to laugh about Texas being back or there, you know, all this, he Quinn Quinn Ewers changes the factor for them. He is he is a difference maker that they have not had under center probably since what Colt McCoy. Am I missing a Texas quarterback along the way? It's been a long time, man. They've been trying to find a franchise or a program to find a quarterback. Major Applewhite. <laughs> Major Applewhite. God, I was a big Major Applewhite fan. Boy, we're naming some really good college nineteen nineties, dude. Peerless Price, <laughs> Major <laughs> Applewhite. I like, saw a Seneca Wallace highlight the other day of him running around at Iowa State. Great, right, man. Wallace, yes. But th- like he is the difference maker for Texas, and the fact that they lost, they don't lose to Texas Tech if he's in the lineup. No, the Alabama game they ended up losing. I'm with you. I don't think they lose that game. If they blew that lead at Texas they blew, Tech. I, I know they had a big lead at Texas Tech. I just their season is different. You shouldn't be punished for that. So I agree with you 100. percent But it is fun to have these teams back, and it is great for college football that we're heading in the more near future for an expanded playoff. Yeah, like it just it's going to be such a benefit to the sport where you we're all following and tracking conference races because it sounds like you're still going to have your automatic bids if you win your conference. And so these conference games are going to be huge. Like for Utah, you, let's use Utah as an example right now. Utah went on the road to play Florida in week one, right? In the swamp, heat, humidity, all that stuff. They lose a close game to a, a decent Florida team. I know Florida hasn't had the year that maybe some of us thought, myself included. But Florida's a, that's a tough place to go play week one with no preseason. They have a shot inside the five-yard line to win the game. What do they do? They throw a pick. They can't win the game. All right. A couple of weeks later, now they've suffered through an injury to their biggest piece of, uh, you know, their biggest offensive weapon. Keithy's out. They go on the road to UCLA, run into a buzzsaw. In a in an expanded playoff format, Utah's season would not be done. No. They still would technically control their own destiny because if they beat USC this weekend, they both have one conference loss. They got a chance to beat Oregon later in the year when they play Oregon on November 18th, I believe it is. Like, their, their path is still there. Whereas right now, you lose this game uh, last week to UCLA, and it's like, I mean, you're done in the it's playoff. Kinda, it's kind of cooked. You were yeah. basically already done when you lost to Florida because that's still a tough one to over, overcome. You would still have a chance to make the playoff. That's the beauty of it. Do you think USC is going to get them? You and I text about this. I After the show, we picked our Pac-12 picks, and I picked USC with the points, and then I instantly regretted it. The Utah players have voted that this week's 5 o'clock kick at Rice Eccles, they're wearing special uniforms. And what's special about them is they're honoring their teammates who both fell, tragically ended up being best friends, and both, coincidentally, back-to-back years, yeah. uh, ended up being killed. And now I see their helmets this weekend, and I think there's one of the players that died is on the helmet, and I'm like, yeah. Utah can't lose in that uniform. Like, Rice Eccles in, at night is already a beast. You add the, we're honoring our fallen teammate uniform game, and now I'm like, oh, here it comes. This is the game that Utah's just buzzing and hopping and moving. But USC's really good. So are you second-guessing the pick? Or do you think USC's dream season continues? I'm switching my pick. Officially right now. Well, we can't switch. As we, a, why can't we switch? The we, game hasn't been played. We make them on Thursdays. No, you can switch. Nah, we can't. You can change your pick up no. until the start of the time. I'm switching no, my we've pick. We've never done that before. It's okay. I, they've never we've had helmets never... like this before. <laughs> this is an unprecedented example. We've never done this before. This is an unprecedented this example. This is ridiculous. I am, I am petitioning the court to switch my pick. Well, you also wrote the spreads wrong on our tweet. I did. I know. I had that one wrong. Yeah. You, Someone's you, like, where did you get Utah you said, three and a half? And yeah, I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, Utah's not. Yeah, that's not the way that line is working. I do like that. Those helmets are sweet. And I, it did. It honestly made, like, the, the, the fact that they're going to be playing for those guys and it's the 22% extra every day or whatever their, their motto is, the, the, the face is going to be on the side of the helmet, 
That that's one of those like there's magic in the air at Rice yes. Eccles. That's what it feels like, and right? I'm, I'm switching my pick. Games haven't happened. It's happened. I already switched it on the show sheet. It's been definitively switched. I'm taking Utah. Uh, also, USC just on the road. Be interesting to see how they handle this environment, right? They came damn close to losing at Reeser, and Reeser was half full. That's a half a stadium. So imagine going to Rice Eccles, five o'clock, full stadium, and a game where you honor uh, your teammates. Let's dive into Oregon State, Washington State. Should I be as concerned about Oregon State losing this game as I am? Because I have two different sides here telling me yes and no. And I'll talk about that. We'll dive into that game coming up next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Alex Gold will join us in Kansas City. The big NFL game this weekend. Chiefs and Bills. Patrick Mahomes a dog at home. Uh, what is the bigger game to you? Don't tell me divisional standing. Don't go record. What are you more excited to watch? Eagles, Cowboys, or Bills, Chiefs? Is anybody arguing Eagles, Cowboys? A lot of people, actually. Those? Like a lot of people. You might actually be outnumbered in that category. I'll put a poll question up, and maybe we're not going to get the result. Those people are idiots. But if you put this poll question up in New York or in the Midwest, I wouldn't be stunned if they somehow... Well, New York, would the Bills, but I guess uh, the Georgia or argument. something, you know? Well, I just... It's Eagles... Cowboys. All right, I got Mahomes and I got Josh Allen. No, I know. You want to watch either. Cooper Rush versus Jalen Hurts? Well, you're you're belittling if Jalen Hurts needs to stop at Look, some point. Look, he's good. He's having an MVP season. Uh, whoa, yeah, those four touchdowns and two picks. MVP season, yeah. Is yeah. that really what he has four touchdowns? That's what he's got. He's got four tutties. He's got four tutties. <laughs> two picks. He's running the ball great. You know their second half numbers, by the way? You want to bet? I won't use this in Spraying Line, but I, I read something on a website I frequent and the numbers in the second half the Eagles are not an aggressive team look if the Eagles are up big at the half maybe look at betting the under in the second half total okay it's very interesting because the Eagles are aggressive early and then just basically let's bleed the hell out of this clock <laughs> yeah I didn't mean that as disrespect to Jalen Hurts I think but it's he's okay. not in the even same paragraph okay. let alone same book as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes well I mean almost nobody is so no that I mean that's the point and that's why that's the Eagles are undefeated he's the quarterback he's probably gonna get a lot of love <laughs> that's why that's uh, the game. I have been nervous for this game since last week 
And I continue to be nervous, although I got some good news yesterday. Okay, what's your good news? And I'm teasing something that's probably going to jinx me, so uh, knock on the wood. Have you seen the uniform or I mean, the helmet that Oregon State's wearing this weekend? I have. Benny's back. Benny is back. An orange Benny on a black beaver helmet. Have you seen Washington State's uniforms this weekend? Oh, this is going to be an all-time uniform, uniform porn. All-time uniform porn. Really? So the Beavs are going with the throwback, the Benny, the Blacks. Their unis aren't throwback, though, just the helmet. Oh, the unis aren't throwbacks? They've got the damn Nutria jersey. What are we doing, I Oregon State? Don't Why would we bring let's, Benny let's back? Not, let's not rant about it. <sighs> but they're all black, though, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, they're going they're all, all black. black. The Cougs coming in, Stormtroopers, all white. I actually think that's one of I, – I don't want to – Knock down your team a peg, but I think Washington State's all white is the nicest all white in the conference. I mean, it's okay. They stole from us, but that's all right. Have fun with your all whites. I mean, who'd you guys steal from? I don't know. <laughs> Penn State, probably. Don't they probably, always wear all white? Penn State. Yeah. Why is Oregon State, by the way, not rock the orange pants? Yeah, the orange pants with the black orange jersey pants? is a good look. Ooh, with an old school Benny? Oh, my. I'm getting Get excited right now. Give me a little color mismatch. Give uh, me black jersey, orange pants, or orange <laughs> pants, or orange jersey, black pants. Mix it up. Throw in an orange helmet. Let's go. Like, the Bears can do it. You can do it. I may, but probably may not, but I may have gotten my hands on an actual helmet yesterday. Oh. With the old school Benny on it. Well, that's badass. Maybe with a Coletto signature. You throw that thing in the man cave. <laughs> Man, it's going in my living room. It's going to be next to my couch. It's going on my It's going to make no sense with our feng shui, but it's I was just saying, this is too nice not to have. I'm going to come over for a Christmas dinner. It's going to be on the middle of the dining room table. What's the centerpiece? This. It's the jackhammer. <laughs> That's the what it is. Jackhammer. Uh, I've been nervous about this game. I continue to be nervous about this game. Now, I, I like to frequent CFBstats.com. Um, if you're going to visit it, visit Incognito Window. It, for some reason, doesn't work anymore on a normal window it on Google. It does for me. It still does for it me. It hasn't worked for me on okay. work computers or laptops. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, I frequent it just to see where these teams rank. And while they use pretty simplistic measures, they do. Washington State's numbers come out pretty, pretty good. But I go to Pro Football Focus, and I look at their college metrics, their premium stats. Mm-hmm. Oregon State's actually better than them in, a, in more metrics defensively than I thought. Metrics that actually don't translate on the CFP stats. So it's an interesting look of one side is telling me just raw numbers, Washington State is better. But PFF includes like multiple stats that they composite and put together and say, Oregon State is better. Now, I know Branson's going to play. I'm terrified of this game. And I also have PTSD from Washington State kind of owning Oregon State. They've had a real run here against Oregon State. And so I'm asking you on a Friday before the game, this line is weird. It's been three and a half to four. We all think that doesn't make sense. But Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite against Kansas. I kind of want to bet Oklahoma just because it's absurd. Yeah, that makes sense. And so I guess I'm asking you. Should I be as scared as I am about this game? Because no. I got two different sides arguing against each other. No, I don't think you should. This is actually another game that I've contemplated wanting to flip-flop on. I took Washington State yesterday, and I was thinking about it last night. And I, I'm the more I think about it, the more I start to like Oregon I'm State I'm not in letting this game. You, you... What are you flip-flop <laughs> Let me flip-flop, Friday? all right? flip-flop fly, Friday? What am what I wearing right now? What am I wearing? It's so sad that it's <laughs> October 14th, and you're able to wear flip-flops. I'm wearing flip-flops, baby. Let me flip-flop on a Friday, okay? That's what we do around here. Um, no, I just... It, I think it's a really tough ask for Washington State to have to go on the road back-to-back weeks the way that they're going. I think that's USC, the yes. coming up to Corvallis. It's not, it's not going to be an easy place to play. It's homecoming for Oregon State. The crowd's going to be good. 
Um, the, the biggest key for Oregon State, and this is an obvious thing, it's going to be quarterback play. And, and what do they get from Ben Goldbrand? I disagree with you there. Oh. Not to cut you off, I'll let you finish. If they if they commit and successfully run the football, you don't have to worry about your quarterback. If you commit to Jam Griffin more than the others and you still use the bigger backs and you're able to run the football effectively, they don't need to put Gobranson in this please go throw 300 yards and two tutties with no picks. Run the football. Control the clock. Control the game. And actually give your defense a rest. I don't disagree with you, but you are going to have to throw the ball 20 to 25 times in this game to win. Like, it's just, that's the way numbers usually break down. And what are you going to get from Ben Goldbranson? Because I, I thought he was better than the numbers indicated. The biggest weakness that he had against Stanford was his pocket presence and panicking. And I think that just comes from it being your first start in college football. You're in that moment. You're, you're under pressure. You're, you get those happy feet. Your internal clock's going off, and you start panicking, and you just kind of fall down. Like, some of those sacks... We're on the offensive line, who was, who was not great on Saturday night, but some of those were also on Goldbranson, who just kind of fell down and collapsed in the pocket because he couldn't find his first read, panicked, and didn't really know what to do with the football. You know who gets second most sacks per game in the conference? <laughs> Washington State. Yeah. They get after the quarterback. They're also pretty damn good, I believe, on the season against the run, although that could be a little misleading because USC had decent numbers against them last year. Yards week. per game, they're third, third in, in the conference. defensive rushing uh, in terms of they only give up 110 on the ground. And this is why I see your point. I want them to commit to the run. I think they're going to commit to the run, but you're not just going to be able to come out and run the ball every single play and pound it down Washington State's throat. I just You're going to have to be balanced offensively. I actually like the matchup of Oregon State's defense bouncing back from the way they played last week against Stanford and having a better showing this week. Cam Ward is a, is a hit-and-miss guy. Like He can be a big play machine. He could create something out of thin air, and he could also miss an open target, try and scramble when he shouldn't, take a sack when he shouldn't, and throw a bad interception. Like You're going to take the good with the bad with, with Cam Ward. Uh, but the, the main reason that I've kind of flipped is I just think Oregon State, I think they're going to get an injection of life from that win against Stanford. I think that was the kind of moment where you're snapped back into it. You lose that game, and you could you could <laughs> you know spiral down a staircase that you don't want to go down, and there could have been a, a long season ahead for Oregon State. Instead, you win it, you pull it out at the end, and now you're back at home in front of your crowd after back-to-back weeks on the road. I just think you're going to get a good, motivated effort from Oregon State on I, Saturday night. I think that's the angle that I probably whiff on the most in college football, right? Everything you said, I, I'm kind of with, and the numbers not made sense to me all week, which is why I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Washington State kind of being overlooked, and Cam Ward scares the living hell out of me. I guess the the argument would be, and this is where I whiff in college, not that I'm great in picking games in the NFL, but where I really whiff in college more so than the NFL is, I see it all the time in the NFL, the teams that can go on the road. And in college, the home field feels like it means more, and I overlook that too much, right? Like, I look at a game, and I'm like, well, that team's better than that team, and I never really... Like last week, and I'm like, Washington's better than Arizona State. And you kind of forget, like, they're coming off the blowout or they're coming off firing their coach and feeling good about themselves. They competed against USC. Oh, they're at home. And Washington started their first four games at home, and now they're hitting the road, and it's just a different lifestyle. It just, it, it, see, it feels like it hits bigger in college than it does the pros. And I whiff on, like, taking that into account sometimes when I'm talking about these games. And I'm glad you brought it up. Because this is another road test for Washington State. They're one and one on the road this year. Their one win was great in the moment. I think in hindsight, it was the Paul Chris Wisconsin team, whereas the Jim Leonard Wisconsin team plays an entirely different style of football. They're throwing the football now. 
Now that's odd. But they 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 were close with USC in the sense that they had a lead. They didn't do much in that second half. I watched it. They're offensively, off- they did. They're offensively, they did. But offensively, yeah. they Their did. Their defense not. kept them somewhat alive. But their offense, to your point with Cam Ward, uh, just struggled. And I think the one benefit for Oregon State is going to be if you clean up some of the dumb penalties they had against Stanford, mm-hmm. and you talk about getting a win on the airplane and how good that probably felt to fly back, their secondary is really stinking good. And I, I like that Cam Ward is a bit dicey through the air. And so maybe you're getting a Jadon Grant interception, an Oladapo interception, an Alex Austin interception, a Rajon Wright interception. These are all right there for Oregon State because this isn't your prototypical air raid cougar, right? This is a intricate offense that does throw the ball, but it's also relying on a, the playmaking ability of Cam Ward, and that does get dicey. So you kind of fall into where Oregon State's strength is defensively. And, oh, by the way, Washington State, back-to-back road games are tough. Mm -hmm. And Oregon State, to your credit, they just got to feel good. They're in their locker room again. They got to sleep in their own beds. They're on campus. They heard all week from their classmates, dude, Trayshaw, great catch, bruh. (laughs) Like, professors probably gave them good grades on tests they didn't do well on. I mean, that happens. I, I've been in some of those classes. Go Beefs. Um, but, like, I just I think the element of coming home. And, and look, I, I've, you know, I get some pushback here. I mean, I'm probably wrong. But half researched, it's a half stadium, so it's weird. The fans have showed up and been loud. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to definitely be showing up for this one. You get an old school Benny helmet here. Um, so I, I, I overlook the home element of college football probably too much. And that's another thing to take into account here is, Washington State, we think they're really good. We think they're good. But playing on the road and being successful on the road is tough, and that's where Oregon State can maybe have that benefit. Yeah, I'll say last thing on this for me, two thoughts. One, the, the breakdown of stats being different doesn't surprise me. I think it's so hard to evaluate teams because schedules are different. And I would argue that Washington State has had a tougher schedule than Oregon State. I think going to Wisconsin is tougher than anything Oregon State played in non-conference despite the fact I know Wisconsin fired their coach, but let's not sit here and act like Boise State's been a juggernaut and Fresno State's been a dumpster fire, right? So Wisconsin was a harder non-conference game. They have a similar opponent in USC. Oregon State played them closer, but they also got them at home. Washington State had to go on the road to USC. And another conference game that Washington State had to play was against Oregon, who's back ranked near the top 10, and that you know Oregon State hasn't had to face that. There is a number in this game that it's like a something has to give. Washington's pass defense, when you look in the conference this year, they're third to last. They're 10th in passing defense, yep. yards allowed per game. The only defenses worse than them are Cal and Oregon. And Oregon is still paying the price from that Georgia game because it weighs down their season numbers. But when you look at yards per game, they're giving up nearly uh, just over 260 yards per game. For perspective, Utah's giving up 179. There's almost a 100-yard difference there. And so something's got to give there where Go Branson's going to have to capitalize and throw the football, but it starts up front. And this is going to be the biggest challenge for Oregon State's offensive line that you could argue that they've had all year because Washington State's front seven, they move a lot, they shift a lot right before the snap, they're hard to keep an eye on, they stunt a ton, and it's going to be a difficult matchup. But if you can establish a run and give Go Branson a little time to throw so he doesn't panic and get happy feet in the pocket, Bo Nick showed you he torched this defense for 450-something yards in that game. When you give a quarterback time, you can capitalize on the secondary, and it comes down to Oregon State's offensive line. Yeah, a little more on this coming up. Uh, how you're feeling about that game, the big one this weekend in Corvallis for Oregon State. Uh, but coming up next, we go to the NFL, Kansas City and Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes is a home dog for the first time 
Alex Gold, 610 Sports Radio, joins us for the Daily Ticker. But first, uh, Jordan with the sports update. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Friday. Brought to you the fan by Pelican Brewing Company. Born to the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. Let's go to the biggest game in the NFL this weekend. Anybody who tries to argue Eagles-Cowboys over this is an idiot. It is Chiefs and it is Bills. Well, Sunday Night Football thought the Eagles-Cowboys was bigger. Oh, they're idiots, all right? We're putting a lot of bad games on primetime. For some reason, this uh, this one isn't on primetime. Let's go to Kansas City and talk about it. Alex Gold, our friend, at Alex Gold on Twitter. From 610 Sports Radio over there in Kansas City. Alex, good morning to you, man. How is Mahomes handling being an underdog at home for the first time in his career? Yeah, it's bizarre, right? 41 starts, and he's now finally an underdog at home. It's definitely unfamiliar territory for him. He was asked about it even earlier this week, and he kind of just said, hey, it is what it is. But you guys have probably noticed it by now. Even little things like that, uh, he notices and he uses to his advantage whatever he needs to to kind of psych himself up for, even if it's something just like a Vegas betting line. I think that'll be something he'll put in the back of his mind uh, come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Alex, I, I know you're part of the BetQL family, and I know you do a gambling show out there on, on 610. So I guess I ask you this. This is kind of a look into the game itself. I'm betting the over is one of the many things I want to bet in this game, largely because I want to watch both these dudes just deal. And these defenses, Buffalo's banged up, and Kansas City's defense isn't stopping a whole lot right now. Uh, do you expect a high-scoring affair, or is this one of those random, like, hey, it's 23-20, and that's the final somehow? What do you expect from this game? Yeah, you know, we we know there's always a couple of those games a year where it seems like the obvious bet is to go over, and there's no reason to take the under. And, and, and I don't think this is going to be one of those, though. I mean, you, you said it right there. These two quarterbacks, uh, they're the best in the NFL. They're the two best quarterbacks. The Bills' defense and offense, yeah, they're top five in both categories, but I don't think the Bills have played an offense – like Kansas City, yet this season I expect both teams to have success 
moving the ball. And I, I think also, you know, the questions that we all had that you guys asked me and everybody's asked everybody this offseason about the Chiefs offense, what would it look like without Tyreek Hill? I think we've gotten it answered for the most part. Yes, it looks different. It's not the big plays. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, dump-off passes. It's a lot of passes inside 10, 15 yards or so. But they still are putting up similar numbers as they were without Tyreek from a scoring perspective, from a yardage perspective, from a home. So I, I do think both of these quarterbacks are going to go toe-to-toe yet again. I don't think anything's going to ever match an all-time classic that we saw in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to, to think about taking the over. It's gone over, I think, the last three meetings between these two guys, too. Ooh, I love it. Lock it in right now. This is more exciting not, football, man. too, right? How you know, you These quarterbacks are too good. You mean you don't like last night? You didn't like last night? <laughs> Did you hear Ron Rivera? He didn't even like last night. He won and he was pissed. <laughs> oh, man, what a mess they still are despite the win. God, yeah, we, we also bet the over last night, too. We don't need to talk about that, though, okay? We're just going to move on. It was, an, opt- it was no, an, no, optimi- an optimistic look, Alex. It's what it was. We're on to Kansas City, okay? We're on to Kansas City. Uh, let me ask you this, Alex. You brought up the offense, and how, I mean, we talked about that at length. I can't even imagine what it was like for you and KC with the trade of Tyreek Hill. Are you surprised at how – I mean, I – the explosive plays aren't necessarily there, but that just offensively, the numbers, like it feels like they have not missed a beat. And Tyreek Hill's having a great year in Miami. Yeah, so I, I'm not surprised in a, in a way, and it's not just saying that because we, we've seen it through five weeks. I mean, this offseason and during camp, we talked so much about, hey, it's going to look different. It's going to feel weird. But when we fast forward to the end of the year, Patrick Mahomes is still going to have 4,800-plus yard, 4, yards passing. He's going to have 42-plus touchdowns. And he's certainly pacing for above that already at this point. So I thought with the trust in Mahomes and also they have the best play caller in the business and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, as we continue every week to get confirmation, I think he's going to, when it's all settled to to be the best tight end in in NFL history, when his career is over, he's not missing a beat. And when you have that, I think you don't see the drop off. And so this offense week to week, the guy that steps up outside of Kelsey is going to be different. You know, last week it was MVS and Jarek McKinnon to a certain extent, you know, come Sunday afternoon, if Kelsey gets shut down, it might be Juju's day, and it might be the rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco. And so, mm-hmm. it, in a weird way, you lose the explosiveness. But if you're a defense, and even when they're down, you don't know who's getting the football. And I do think there is something to be said for that compared to where they were the years prior with Tyreek Hill. Kansas City being a home dog is is fascinating. Maybe this is an AFC championship game preview. I you know, I know Cincinnati got to the Super Bowl, but last year's game felt like the AFC championship game, how great it was and came down the last two minutes and they just kept scoring. I I, I don't know if you think this is gonna be the AFC title game. Maybe you do. It's hard to see who it is besides these two. But what has it been like for Kansas City Chief fan this week? For you guys from the listeners down there or over there, I should say, just where they're at emotionally, Josh Allen, I just the amount of growth he's took or taken the last couple of years has been remarkable, Alex. What are Chief fans for this game this week? Look, I think there's a lot of respect from, from Chiefs fans towards Buffalo. Everybody recognizes the talent that Josh Allen is. In a, in a weird way, because the Chiefs lost to Cincinnati the very next week after beating Buffalo, it, it kind of to a certain extent, ruined the great moment of the 13-second drive. Like, look, it's something we've been playing cuts of it. We've been playing cuts of it all week. We're going to play it again today, and it still is an amazing, amazing deal. But, you know, after that game, Andy Reid said, you know, when things are grim, sometimes you got to be the Grim Reaper. And so people printed out Grim Reaper shirts with Mahomes, and that was the whole thing. And then the very next week, he has the worst half of football of his NFL career. And so 
those, those shirts don't exist anymore, right? You know, and so I, I think that changed a little bit of if the Chiefs would have gone on to the Super Bowl and whether they won or not, the feeling about that game would probably be a little bit different. It still is one of those wow moments. Um, but I think Chiefs fans look at this game where even if they lose on Sunday, I don't think anybody's going to panic because, well, the Bills came into Arrowhead last year in the regular season and embarrassed Kansas City. I mean, they, they beat the heck out of them on Sunday night football, and everybody was like, uh-oh, here come the Bills. It was kind of like the Bills Super Bowl. And then when it came to the playoffs, uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and, and the Chiefs were able to win. And so I think this game from a needing to get one back is bigger for the Bills because of what happened, but also the, re- the realization that last year the Bills won in the regular season. They had a two-game lead for the, the home field advantage in the AFC, and yet Buffalo still ended up coming to Kansas City last year during the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird spot. I think everybody recognizes that these are the two best teams in the AFC. I think they're the two best teams in football. I understand the Eagles are undefeated, and I think Philadelphia will stay undefeated with a win Sunday night. But these are the two best teams with the two best quarterbacks in football. And I heard you guys talking about the primetime stuff. Look, the Chiefs can only have six primetime games like, like everybody else. And CBS locked in this game. You know, they get a couple games they can protect. And this Chiefs-Bills game was one of them they protected. And I think outside of maybe uh, one of the two other local markets, this is the game that 95% of the country is going to have on their CBS package come Sunday afternoon. I mean, I oh, hear you, yeah. but we didn't need the first six primetime games of the year to be Denver. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the Broncos out of there, man. This is one of, I'm a red zone viewer. This is one of those games the red oh, zone's getting turned sure. off because the other games suck in that slate. Yeah, I'm with you there. Al, can I ask you a question about your division? So, you know, a lot of people, a trendy pick might have been Denver for some. Maybe, hey, we're not giving the Raiders respect. They made the playoffs last year, almost beat Cincinnati in the wild card weekend. What about the Chargers with Herbert? Today, as you said, I don't know what Kansas City is going to do against Buffalo. But don't you look at that division, a division we all said was going to be the toughest maybe of all time. And I think as a Chiefs fan or maybe just somebody doing media in Kansas City, you got to feel amazing about where they are in that division because, one, I think the Chargers have one of the dumbest coaches in terms of clock management and decision-making, maybe in the NFL. Josh McDaniels is the wonder boy for Bill Belichick. Can't do anything outside of him and Brady. And then Nathaniel Hackett's one of the worst hires in the NFL this year. This division was propped up so high, I would say this far into the year, does Kansas City fan not feel like they have a clear advantage every week? Oh, everybody's feeling great. Everybody's feeling great. I mean, honestly, that's why a lot of the conversation has already shifted towards you know, we were just talking about Buffalo seating and, and, and home field. It's, it's crazy because it's week six of the season, but nobody's worried about this division anymore. We were all wrong you know, talking up this division. Everybody thought this would be the toughest division in football. Everybody was looking at the four quarterbacks, and yet four quarterbacks that coming into the year, you, you can make the case all four were top 12, you know, three were top 10 maybe quarterbacks. And, of course, that hasn't played out that way, specifically what's happening in, in Denver. And I'm 100% with you on Brandon Staley. Uh, he, very fortunate that they didn't lose last week uh, to Cleveland with the mistake that he made. We can just go down the list of mistakes. And I think the one thing that, that people didn't count on when we were looking at this division was the coaching discrepancy from the top. You know, Andy Reid's made mistakes throughout his career, of course, and there'll be plenty of times where people are critical of him this year for some of the, the play calling. But he is by far, it's not even close, the best coach in the division. And the gap between him and who's, who's the second best coach? Like, it, is it Brandon Staley? And even if it yeah. is, then what's the gap like there? And then I, and then it's, then it's McDaniel, and then yeah, then it's Nathaniel Hackett, who I don't know how like nobody. The fact that he got a he got the job because of his dad. Let's be honest. That's all. That's the only quote that and he, he knew Aaron Rodgers. 
That's it. He had no business getting a head coaching gig for the Denver Broncos. I think they wanted to sign Aaron Rodgers, and it backfired. He ended up sticking around in Green yes. Bay. He didn't even come to Denver, man. I, I think I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes just be my player coach than yeah. any of those other three coaches. I think, to be I think I'd rather yeah. have Eric Bieniemy be my head coach than any of those other guys, too. <laughs> How did you guys lose to the Colts, by the way? What a bad loss. What oh, happened there? Man. Oh, it's going to be like it still drives people crazy, and it's going to be the one that if the Chiefs don't end up as a top seed, uh, that's going to be the one everybody yeah. points to. It, I, you know, they, they one, they had just special teams disaster from the get-go. I mean, you had the muff punt. You had a couple missed field goals with your backup kicker. And then going back to coaching, I think there are times still where, Andy, you, you can you can pinpoint some things that you can be critical of. You know, I thought they got into that game plan kind of conservatively. felt like they didn't need to really show a whole lot in that game, and it, it came back to bite them. And so, yeah, that one, I mean, they very easily should be the – but, you know, with them and the Eagles, the two undefeated teams in, in football. Yeah, that, that one is, is frustrating for everybody. We make our three favorite picks uh, uh, at 8.30 here, an hour from – or a little under an hour right now. What What is a pick you love this weekend in the NFL? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think if you're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs at getting three points at home, yes, it's a huge game, and the Bills are more than capable of, of covering this game. I get it, but Patrick Mahomes, for the first time in his career – is an underdog at home. I feel like, out of principle, I have to take him to cover the spread. Like, I don't know if they win this game outright, but I, I, you're getting three points at home with Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think this Bills defense has been tested yet. So I like that. And then I, I, I mentioned it earlier with you guys. I, I think Philadelphia is going to cover the six and a half against Dallas. I think mm. this will be a game where finally Cooper Rush is going to have to go win a game. Look, Micah Parsons in that defense is ridiculous, but I think Cooper Rush has been overinflated because how well that defense has played. In this game, I think he's going to have to go win a game. I don't think he can do that. And so I think Philadelphia can win by 10-plus in this game. Yeah, I'd like to be a quarterback where I only have to complete 10 passes and win by, uh, win by double digits. It's a good life that Cooper Rush <laughs> is going to get right paid, now. though. Yeah, yeah he is. Somebody's going to give him a job. Great stuff. Alex Gold at Alex Gold on Twitter. Go give him a follow at 610 Sports Radio and KC. The big game this weekend, Bills and Chiefs, a rematch of that divisional round showdown last year in the playoffs. Thanks, as always, my man. Enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll catch up again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go. Alex Gold from Kansas City. Good stuff from him. That is the game of the week. Somebody said, uh, Dirt bet the over in Thursday Night Football and dares call other people idiots. Hey, hey! Too soon. Who did you call an idiot? Too soon. Anybody who thinks Eagles and Cowboys is a better game than this is an idiot. That you are. Like, there's no argument. There's zero, literally zero argument. I mean, there, stop it. there is an argument. I'm not trying to argue that Eagles and Cowboys yeah. is a bad game. I'm excited for Eagles and Cowboys. You are. I am. I'm just, are the Cowboys for real? I've lost a lot of money on the Cowboys this year because I keep betting against them. <laughs> you going to bet against them I'm this not week? betting against them anymore. You're not. And no, I'm not. Best offensive line in I've football. been burned too many times. I do like the Eagles to cover, but I'm not going to bet that game. I might bet the game. you got to bet the game. Like, 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 stop. There's no argument. There's, there's no rational argument. I mean, Eagles and Cowboys. One is a divisional game. There is there is a rational argument. It You're just talking mean about it's right. The two best teams in the NFL, arguably, they didn't even meet in the AFC Championship game last year. I thought they were the two best teams in Thank their you. conference. But and they the two best meet in the title game. And the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. That you're right on. There's not two quarterbacks that are better than these guys right now. This is this is likely. Now I know. Like, let's get into this next. Okay. Like Lamar might have something to say about it. Herbert might have something to say about it. Burrow might have something to say about it. Like, this this has the feeling of the next Manning versus Brady, does it not? I mean, we said this last year. I'm going to say it again. This might be the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, <laughs> when they play, these are probably the two best teams in the, the league. The NFC's not looking amazing <laughs> no. right now. Yeah, who are you taking out of the NFC to beat either of these teams right now? I sure as hell ain't picking anybody. Maybe the Niners, but I don't even feel confident in that pick. Yeah, this is why this is the game of the weekend. Let's talk a little bit more about it and a little NFL primer. That's coming up next on The Fam. Pour the milk. Looks like me and Vincent caught you boys in practice. Chad. 
Part of a nutritious breakfast? Hamburger. Hamburger. The cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. It's time for the Morning Crunch. A look at the tastiest topics in sports. Brought to you by Crunch Fitness. As low as $9.95 per month. No hassle, no pressure, no gimmicks, and no judgments. And the Morning Crunch brought to you in the fan bar. Our good friends at Crunch Fitness as low as $9.99 a month. Locations in Beaverton, Aloha Division Center, and Vancouver. Go check them out at crunch.com. Sprite put up a poll question. What's the better NFL game this weekend? Gave you three options. Uh, Cowboys versus Eagles. Undefeated versus one loss. Divisional matchup. Bills versus Chiefs. The teams, I would argue, are the two best teams in the NFL. And then Andy Dalton versus the Bengals. you got to have that in there. Revenge game. We overlook games like that, don't we? Do. We? Every we do. Weekend. I mean, what a classic showdown. The Red Rifle. Is he even going to play? I thought Jameis was trending in the right direction. Oh, is he? Uh, he was back at practice this week. I thought I read that. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if he didn't play. If plays. Jameis plays and Andy Dalton doesn't even get on the field Come against on. the Bengals. Give him a shot. Give him a chance, man. I want to love the Bengals in that spot. I'm I probably going to bet them. I'm staying away from spraying the line on them. I've liked that game all week, but no, I'm not going to spray the line on it. And I think people are going to vote Cowboys and Eagles just to spite me. They probably heard my rants, and they're going to go vote Cowboys and Eagles. Um, so we were talking. Somebody said Geno Smith might have something to say about it. Speaking of Geno Smith, I saw Ross Tucker tweet last night. When was the last time a quarterback, uh, talking about Justin Fields, looked this bad in year two? And this was before I think he had a couple of the bigger plays, at least in the second half. And when was the last time a guy looked that bad and then turned out to be a good NFL starter? And people were trying to say Josh Allen, but Josh Allen's numbers were okay his second year. He wasn't what he is now, but he was like 20-something touchdowns and nine picks. They went to the playoffs. Like, he was a decent quarterback in year two. Geno Smith might be the answer. Well, it's... Because he was horrible, horrible as a Jet. He wasn't a... Well, nobody's been a good Jet. Nobody's been. It turns out, you know, Mark Sanchez had an AFC Championship game appearance and also... But he wasn't good. Like, they won because of defense and running the football. He fumbled the ball by hitting somebody's butt. That was post AFC Championship. Yes. I, I know, but like, still, that the point is he was a Jet, right? Yeah. I, I I think the second year to being a good starter, Geno's a great one because he's flying high. Although Pete Carroll, for some reason, randomly complimented Drew Locke. Dude, what is Pete Carroll doing? He said he's nipping at his heels to get on the field. There's not a transfer portal, Pete. He's not going anywhere, man. You got him under contract. Yeah, don't worry about that one, old Pete. <laughs> what um, are we doing? You know, Rich Gannon is kind of the example people point to of guy who nobody really thought a whole lot of. And then got to the right system and and team, and it just clicked. And Rich Gannon MVP. There you go. At like yeah. thirty nine years old. So very very rare, very rare. Yeah, Rich Gannon's kind of the rarefied air. Maybe Gino will prove it. I kind of like the Seahawks getting points, but every outlet that talks about gambling loves the Cardinals this weekend, including our BetQL model five star lock. That's a five star lock. Huh? It's the money line though, not the spread. Okay, all right. And their projected spread should be Cardinals minus six. I'm like six. Uh? Have we seen the Cardinals play football? I mean, if that's their projected line, why wouldn't you take the two and a half? That doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Uh, anyways, is this the new uh, Manning versus Brady? Is is Allen and Mahomes that in the NFL? We've seen some classic showdowns last year. Obviously, in the playoffs, was one of the greatest postseason games of all time. To Alex's point, there is a bit of the Scottie Pippen vibe, like it don't mean a thing if you ain't got the ring. And Kansas City didn't go on to win the Super Bowl, so it does lessen it a little bit. Hell, they didn't even beat the Bengals the next week. But, I mean, this has the feel of, like, the next 15 years, the quarterback rivalry. We're watching and on the edge of our seat every time it happens. Well, yeah. Uh, first of all, Mahomes at least has a ring, so that makes it help a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah I was just in terms of last year's game. Sure. Because that would have been an all-time. If they would have gone on to win the Super Bowl after erasing a deficit with 13 seconds left, that's an all-time moment. I still think it can be, though. Like, I don't, 
I don't always need a championship in my sports to say something is an all-time moment. Damian Lillard and the Blazers didn't even get to the finals the year they knocked Oklahoma City out. That is an all-time moment for me. For you as a Blazer fan, yes. But not in, like, NBA well, but history. But e- even if you actually broke, if you step away from the Portland stuff, that shot single-handedly dismantled a franchise into sucking on purpose for, like, five years. So, like, you can say what you want about the Blazers and coming up short. That shot blew a franchise apart. And so, like, I don't always need a championship. That is an all-time football game for me. It was in the moment. It still is today. I still can't believe the Bengals beat the Chiefs the next week. Um, But that being said, is this the new Brady Manning? Absolutely. Mahomes is going to get all the titles, and Allen's going to be Manning. (laughs) Wow. A one-sided affair. Wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. I just wanted to poke a shot at You're a Josh Allen guy, man. I am a Josh Allen guy. Manning got two rings, damn it. I got two. You're right. He they did. Count. He, he got a career achievement ring. Two rings count. Uh, you know how they, many are in his trophy case? They He's gave got him the, the you know the who's an old actor like uh, lifetime Warren Beatty lifetime <laughs> achievement award. He Warren got, Beatty. There you go. He got two. It made up for it though because he should have had two in his prime. There's just not a matchup you can get quarterback wise that comes close to this. Like try your best. Give me another matchup quarterback wise that that you can't. You can't. I mean, I love Herbert, but uh, even Herbert's not quite no. on this level. Herbert. Get to the playoffs. He's been good, but his coach is dumb. Like, there's a combination there that makes it frustrating. I do find it interesting that Kansas City, and I don't necessarily disagree with it because if you're making a bet right now, it's easily on the Chiefs to win that division. It's only a one-game difference right now between them and the Chargers. It is. If the Chargers win on Monday and they lose to the Bills, which they are an underdog and they could lose this game, yes. you're tied atop at 4-2. and two. And I will still trust Brandon Staley to screw something up in the <laughs> next eight weeks, uh, whereas I got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and I'll take that all day. Um, but I mean, I still think my point is valid. If you went down the list of coaches in that division and how oh, it looks it's not today, even close, man. I, st- I still can't believe the Chargers won that football game. No, and the, the the Raiders have regrets. It seems like already of hiring McDaniel's and the Broncos. I mean, dear God, there's not enough time for it. So this is the preemptive matchup. Is this the AFC title game? I don't know. It depends on seeding and how it works it, out. Because last year matches. you didn't get it, and it happened in the divisional round because of where Cincinnati finished in the regular season. I mean, I think the best thing about that league and why I love it the most is Aaron Rodgers is maybe the most skilled quarterback I've ever seen with my eyes, and he's got one championship. He's only and been to one. perennially loses home playoff games. And so, like, you can have that guy, but it doesn't always mean you're going to come out on top. Those two feel so different, though, in the way that they play, in the way that it looks. I mean, dude, you saw that, that, that was it, third down last week, and on his own one, just throws up a 50-yard a bomb to Gabe Davis, touchdown, 99-yard touchdown pass against the Steelers. The opening drive of the game, wasn't it? It was the first drive of yeah. the game. It was 99 yards. How did they end up with the ball on the one-yard line? Uh, there was I missed a, that. Like a weird kickoff thing or Was it like somebody called a fair catch or something? Because that happened in the Oregon State game, didn't it? Where Coletto Coletto called it. But then the other guy caught it. And ran it. But it counts as a fair catch where he catches the ball. And they had to start like inside their five-yard line. I'd never seen that rule before. I I saw it, and I'm forgetting what it was. But it might have been a penalty or something backed him up to their own one. And it just third play of the game. There you go. A bomb. Gabe Davis touchdown 99 yards. Very rare to have a quarterback that has that ability. And so, like... Just getting that matchup. I know Eagles Cowboys is prime time, and what is that going to be? Give me this all day. I, this is the elite play at that yeah. position that you could possibly have. Mix in the fact that one defense is banged up, and the other defense just isn't that good. We can have both these guys throw three tutties. You could six tutties. 
Give it. Give me all the points, man. I know Alex said it there. Like sometimes you get these games where the over seems like an obvious and it does not hit. And then there's the famous like Chiefs and Rams Monday night game that you get like 55 to 54, whatever the final of it was. I this this to me, I I don't care if I end up uh, missing on this bet. I am you'll, you'll hear it in a half hour. I'm hammering the over. I've loved the over all week. It's obvious. It's there. I'm taking the bait. The over has to hit in this game. It has to hit. You have two the two best quarterbacks in the league, two defenses that are struggling a little bit right now. I mean, Vegas moved the ball pretty successfully against Kansas City. You mentioned Buffalo's defense, their secondary is super banged up right now. That they're feeling good off Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, I mean, you just play Kenny Pickett. Like, yeah, I, I would hope you could slow down Kenny Pickett in a, a, a nineteen eighty-four NFL offense that Mike Tomlin is refusing to change up. These these offenses will eat these defenses alive. I kind of feel the same way and sneak peek, like our Pac-12 picks are really basically the same. We've never had a spring line where two of our three picks are the same, and we might have that this week. We could have that, which is terrifying because group thinks not a good thing. It's not a great thing. Usually bad things it's happen. It's not good. Well, enjoy it. This is one of those rare occasions that I'm not going to watch the red zone on Sunday. The other two 1 o'clock kick times, you got Panthers at Rams. Oh, you have to have the red zone on a tablet, and you put Bill's Chiefs eh, on your TV. Why I'd... would you not want the red zone just to see what's going on in the other game? Because I don't really care at all about Panthers and Rams. Well, it's a get-right game for the Rams. I don't And care. it's a, we just care. fired our coach game for I, Matt Rule. That does PJ nothing. Walker. That does nothing for me. No? Nothing. Seahawks, Cardinals, a little bit, I guess, but I genuinely really Come don't, on. I don't Gino care. Come on, Geno cooking at home. <laughs> I don't care. Kyler and Cliff I yelling all, at each other. If there's a playoff baseball game going on at that time, big screens going on, Bills, Chiefs, tablets going on, playoff baseball. Cardinals, Zero eyeballs on the... Cardinals and Seahawks can go by the wayside, and wow. so can Panthers and Rams. Get above 500 and then talk to me. Then you get some screen time, Jeez. okay? Get above 500, then you get screen time. That's how I work. Uh, we got a lot to get to in the final hour. It's a showdown Saturday in college football. We'll dive into the baseball playoffs. Uh, we'll spring the line coming up at 8.30. Get your fake sponsors in, 503-250-1080. Let's keep on the NFL, kind of an NFL theme Friday here, uh, as we got a little primer for the weekend. We just talked a lot of Bills Chiefs. What else is going on in the NFL this weekend? Load of final hour. Don't go anywhere during spring on 1080 The Fam. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.